0: Hello, everybody. This is Alex Barthet with LeanZone.com. Today, we have Mike Desiato. How are you doing, Mike?
1: Good, Alex. How are you?
0: Great. Um, so today, Mike, we're going to talk about PPP loan forgiveness for contractors. But before we dig into it, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. Thank you, Alex. Uh, my name is Mike Desiato. I am a CPA. I'm the tax partner with the firm of Cherry Becker, Cherry Becker is a top 25 accounting firm, uh, primarily situated on the East Coast of the United States. And um, I've been in public accounting for—and I hate to say this now, because I sound old—but I've been in public accounting for over 40 years. And yeah, the gray area. hair, so,
0: Mike, gives it away. Uh, just
1: I'm say, getting, you know. yeah, I'm starting to get gray, so I'm starting to wear that distinguished look. Um, been, you know, doing this for over 40 years in South Florida, and have served and worked with a lot of contractors in the area. So uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Alex.
0: Thanks. So, let's get right into it. So fantastic news, we got our PPP loan. Yep. Now, Congratulations. right now, now the hard work starts, right? So if I'm a construction company, I got my PPP loan. Um, what what do I do? How do I document it? How do I make sure that 8 weeks from now I get my money back? I get it forgiven.
1: Right. Right, that's and that is true. So, so, you know, again, um, we're waiting on a lot. There's still more clarification that needs to be issued, just like in the with regard to the PPP loans, right? When people were going through this process, they didn't have all the rules ironed out. So as as the process was going on, you know, they were restating rules. They were coming out with new guidance and that's what's going to happen with regard to this this forgiveness piece, because there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues that are not resolved yet, but at a very high level, you know, because when people ask me, how do I make sure I get 100% of this loan forgiven? So at a very high level, these are the the four things that you need to be aware of. Number one, at least 75% of those funds that you got must be used for payroll costs. Number one. Number two, you cannot have any reduction in your full-time equivalent employee count, okay? So your staffing, your staffing that you had when before you got the loan needs to stay the same, okay? But you it doesn't gotta, have
0: to be the same people, right, Mike?
1: It doesn't have to be the same people, but your staffing, your your, your body count, if you will, your head count, instead of body count, bed fortress of words, your head count on a full-time employee basis needs to be the same as it was before you got the loan. It goes that's the intention of the law the law right they want you to keep your staff not particular those particular staff people but your your employee count the same that's number two number number three in order to get hundred percent forgiveness for those people who make under a hundred thousand dollars a year you cannot reduce their compensation by more than twenty five percent okay
0: oh so I still so I still can reduce their salary or their or their pay but not more than twenty-five.
1: Twenty-five percent, and then the other thing too is that for those who make over a hundred thousand a year, when you do the calculation of your payroll costs in that eight-week period, you can only take into account a pro rata portion of that hundred thousand-dollar compensation, which well, turns up out to the eight, hundred, right? Up to the so, hundred, but it's so if I rate. have a
0: project manager, he makes or she makes 150000 hundred and fifty thousand. I got my PPP loan. Only a hundred thousand of that person's salary can be used from my PPP money to be forgiven, correct on a
1: per rata basis. So that correct. means so that number works out to be fifteen thousand three hundred eighty five dollars. Okay, so if you do the math, take a hundred divided by 52 times eight weeks, it's 15385. So that's the most of their comp that you're going to be able to forgive in that calculation. Okay so so that's so again at a very high level if you if you follow those basic rules you should be able to exclude um uh your your um your loan it should be it should be forgivable of course the other 25 percent, if you don't use 70 remember it's at least 75 you can use more than 75 it's at least 75 for payroll costs but you can also use uh, up to 25 percent for rent mortgage interest and utilities
0: and okay? utilities include internet Electric, yeah. water,
1: phone right. okay, right. All that stuff that you're paying and some of the questions that have come up here are like, well, I don't one of my clients said, well we don't we don't pay the company does not pay for internet or phone, but we reimburse our employees for internet and phone. And I said, well the, if, you're, if, you're, if you're assuming the obligation of those costs, then it's your cost. So you, you should be able to count those. OK, and it's going to get down to documentation. We'll talk about documentation a little bit. But so. Th- so, yeah. So if you're reimbursing employees because they're you're, they're, they're incurring phone costs, pay um, internet costs and well, other things. You,
0: you of- raised something very interesting, right? So everyone's now working from home or not everybody. Many people are working from home. Um, if during this period that they're working from home, can I offer to pay my employees? Internet and phone because they're using it and they're not using the phone that I have in my office because no one's there and well, have that forgiven.
1: Well, the thing is, though, is that if you look at the rules and I'm, I'm looking down because I'm looking at it, um, you, you, you should have um, those utility bills. Um, have to be or those those obligations have to be uh, in place prior to 21520. Got yeah. it. OK, so you have to have the you have, you have to have been obligated for those bills on 21520 in order to continue to and count them toward the forgiveness piece. So I don't think that'll work, but those are good questions. There's a lot of open, there's a lot of ambiguity There's a lot of open items. One of the things that's come up and this is a recent one. And this is a good one, because if you think about it, think about this situation. Remember, the forgiveness period starts on the day you get your loan. And it runs for eight weeks. Okay. So if I get my loan proceeds on Thursday, right, but my payroll is paid on Friday. Okay. So when I pay my payroll on that next day, Friday, that period for that payroll is before I got the loan proceeds, right? It's probably the whole week before or two weeks before, whenever it was. Right. So right. the question is can I count that as a payroll cost in my eight week period? Or does it have to have been incurred? Is it only the amounts that are actually incurred and paid in the eight-week period, or does it include amounts that are paid or incurred? Okay. So I know I'm making really drawing some some fine uh, differences, or or really outlining some real nuance here, but it is an issue because sure. Well, uh, that
0: that just that applies to payroll. It applies to rent to rent too, right? So so I got utilities. If I got my rent. So my rent, obviously, is every month Uh, as a construction company, I have to pay rent or my mortgage. Um, But can I prorate the time of the rent, even though I paid my April rent already and then I get my check? Right. Don't know the so, answer, right? There's, no, there's, no, there's, there's no, no direct clarity on this, right?
1: No. If you if you read the statute, and I you, you can, it, it says costs incurred and payments made it uses the phrases phrase, phrase costs incurred and payments made, which to me can be interpreted as a disjunctive. In other words, you could sure. either or, right? Either or. Or some people are saying, no, it, they're, they're conjunctive. It's got to be both, incurred and paid. You know, they got to be, you know, they, 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 so, you know, it's a good question because it's going to, it's going to come up. And the other question that comes up in this regard is what about all this PTO that people are due? And now can I, can I pay it in the eight week period? Well, it wasn't incurred in the eight week period. It was incurred before the eight week period. Can I count it or, sh- or can I count it? Again, it goes back to this, this real, this, this phraseology, which needs clarification. So that's one example. There's probably others, but this is, oh,
0: there's going to there's, there's be a right a tremendous number of of nuances that, that apply to different people's situations that we haven't even right. thought of. I, I spoke with a uh, large AC contractor last week and we were going through some of these issues and his comment to me was, Alex, this is free money from the government. I'm right. going to do the best I can and worst case scenario I have to pay some portion back at 1% interest, the lowest interest rate I've ever gotten on the loan. So, right. you know what? I'll do the best I can. And right. if I have to pay some back at 1%, I'll, that's fine. I can do that.
1: Right. And on top of being 1%, it's also unsecured, no personal guarantee. Correct. I mean, yeah. So it's a sweet loan. Yeah. But you know, people are going to want to try to get as much as, uh, as much as, possible to be forgiven so you know the banks are going to be the ones who are going to look at this Uh, they're going to be the ones who sign off on it Uh, so they're going to come out hopefully with a form you know that you have to complete and we're telling people now you know uh you know start start creating a file start creating a file to save your payroll reports your payroll disbursements your canceled checks for that also, gather your lease agreements, your mortgage documents, your utility bills. You know, start start saving them and and put in and put it in you know in a separate file, um, and just show that you know the, this is what I got billed and this is what I paid, so that you, you'll have the documentation ready uh, when you need to submit it. Um, the other thing I would say about, about around this too is that, you know. There's no requirement that your employees, when you're paying them during this eight week period, have to be performing services at all. They could be entirely furloughed. OK, doesn't matter. Still, you still get forgiveness. And also, we're telling people if you did furlough people, you got you got to You got to bring them back because otherwise you'll fail that full time equivalent test. Right. So you, you want to make sure you don't you don't you don't fail that. Um, let, me, let me
0: ask a question that someone asked me the other day. Sure. Do I have to use, you know, I I hear a lot of people saying I'm opening up a separate account and the money's just going there, um, which makes sense. It sounds like a good plan. Do I have to use the money from that account or can I use money from my standard operating account? So I fund payroll on Friday. That number is whatever it is. And then I cut myself a check for my PPP. Uh, account, to my operating account, to the penny of what my applicable PPP payroll is for that period of
1: time. Any reason uh, not to do that? You you can do that. There's no reason that you have. There's no requirement that you segregate the money and, and account for it that way. OK, there's there's no reason for that. All you have to document is the fact that the company, from whatever source the money is was generated, made these payroll cost payments in that eight week period, made right. the utility payments, made the mortgage interest payments, uh, made the rent payments. They're not saying trace it and show me that you use the PPP money for this. There's no requirement to do that. So right. you don't have to trace the money. You don't have to set, set up a separate account. But some people, in order to, you know, if they want to do their accounting that way, they can do it that way. But there's no requirement. Right. To there's no requirement. Yeah. To and the other one, too, that, that the other questions that have come have come up around this uh, are well after eight weeks. After eight weeks, if I look at my business again, can I start furloughing people? Is that going to affect my forgiveness? And the answer is no. So after eight weeks, right, when you have all your people on on payroll, if you look at your company and determine that well, I just I can't I can't pay them anymore. I got I have to furlough folks. Furloughing them or laying them off after the eight week forgiveness period will not affect. The amount of loan forgiven, right? So, so that so you're not locked in forever with those folks. I mean, the, the government wants you to keep them on board for two months. I guess they think that two months is enough uh, to ride out the storm. And who knows? Maybe they'll come up with an extended period, and maybe they'll 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 give you another round of funding if things, God forbid, get worse. But right now, there's no requirement that you keep people on board after the eight week period. Um, the other thing too is uh, on this is that the amount of loan the amount of the loan that is forgiven is not taxable income, so that's 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 a good benefit as well. So, you know, those are those are some of the questions that are very that are starting to trickle in. Um, I'm but, sure there's you know, going to be lots more. There's going to be tons more, um, and the banks are going to you know think about this now. The bank, uh, the banks are going to be ones approving the forgiveness applications, and remember the loan. Is the the loan payments are delayed for six months, right? So once the loan is not once the loan is not forgiven, you got to start making payments uh, within six months. So, so I, I don't. It's going to be a couple of months before people are going to get their loan forgiveness applications approved. So going back to the payroll deposit or the payroll deferral technique or the payroll uh, deposit uh, the, the deferral payroll taxes. Remember you you could still defer your payroll taxes during this 8 week period and during the loan forgiveness period until it is forgiven. So don't don't miss out on that. Don't just say, "Well, I don't get any of these payroll tax benefits." No, you get payroll deferral.
0: Right, I, and folks should watch the video and podcast that you and I did on the nine other aspects of the right. CARES Act. That uh, may give them some additional benefits that they weren't aware of beyond just the PPP. So, Mike, if folks wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do it?
1: Well, the best way today is uh, via email. Uh, it's uh, my email address is m.desiato. It's m.d.e.s.i.a.t.o at cbh.com.
0: Perfect. And I'll put a link to your bio in our show notes so people can find you there. Mike, thanks a lot for talking. I have a feeling. In a few weeks, we'll probably be talking again as more guidance is given on the PPP and the CARES Act. So uh, everybody stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be delving into this again with new information. Yes. Thanks again, Mike.
1: All right, Alex. Thank you.